Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
Hello? Oh, there we go. Jay? Hey, this is Matt. Hey. Yeah, how you doing? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm sorry, Liam. I was looking at your last name when I said that, Liam. You know what? <laughs> Everybody calls me Matt. Cause that was, I mean, that, that's actually my name, so. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, I was born William Matthew, so. Uh, oh, okay. I, I grew up. Uh, I grew up with Matthew, so I, I answer to both Liam and Matt. <laughs> so I was like, when you when you said Matt, I was like, oh, I wonder. I wonder if we know somebody. Yeah, I was. I, for some reason, when I see the last name Matthews, I always call somebody Matt for some reason. <laughs> well, it works for me. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. No complaints. It's crazy yeah. uh, leading up to this film release, but. <clears throat> You know, uh, it's it's what I've been working for this year, so it's it's good. Yeah, we're you know we were looking forward to seeing it. I actually just saw it uh, three days ago. Um, with God's Not Dead, we actually saw that one three months ahead of time. Yeah. And for, for some reason, this one wasn't the screeners and everything weren't sent out until uh, late last week. Wow. So I finally finally got a chance to see it. So uh, we're what you think? looking forward. Oh, I loved it. It was a great movie. In fact, I think it was, um, I loved God's Not Dead, but I think this movie was more in depth, um, had more substance to it. I really like this one even better. And I think that people who've seen God's Not Dead will, will think the same thing once they see it. You know, I, I, I hope so. I think my fear when, um, uh, when I first saw it was that it might be too, I don't want to say sophisticated for the audience. But right. uh, almost too gritty. Um, there was that made me a little nervous uh, about that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's a strange audience that we have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Well, anytime you deal with the, I mean, Christian audiences are one thing, but I'm really hoping that something like this kind of resonates and helps people understand. Um, Christianity a little better because I know God's yeah. Not Dead was basically an unapologetic movie, you know, trying to prove God's existence. But this one was more, more kind of a real life thing. These kind of situations yeah. happen every day, and I'm yeah. glad I was able to talk to you because your character is um, is very much an example of what could happen in today's society. And when we go into our interview, um, that's one of the things that, that we'll talk about. Okay. Okay. Um, did did Howie send you the the liner? Oh, he did send me the liner. Uh, I did okay. have that. I just didn't know where to call in to do it. Yeah, he may not have he may not have forwarded you the call information. He sent me your cell phone number, and I sent him the message back saying that the that we use a conference call system, so I can record the call and use it for our podcast. Yeah. Okay. So all right, this call is being recorded. We're not live on the radio or anything, so. Um, if I ask a question, you need to kind of think about it or go back and do something again. We can always do that because I can edit it out at a later time. Okay, cool, man. Thank you. All right. If you want to, if you have that radio liner in front of you, if you want to go ahead and do that first, that way we can get that out of the way. And I sure uh, purposely spell my name wrong in parentheses because that's how it's pronounced. Heilman. So that would Heilman. Yeah. So that'll make it Heilman. easier for you. Okay. All right. So whenever you're ready, go ahead and read that for me. Okay. Uh, I'm reading it first. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Okay. Hey everyone, this is Liam Matthews from the movie. Hey everyone, this is Liam Matthews from the new film Do You Believe, and you are listening to Jay Heilman 
on Kingdom Builder, the official podcast of Christian Music Review. Awesome. And before we start, I noticed that you're from you're from the Toledo, Ohio area. Yeah. Um, I actually I actually grew up in Columbus, so um, okay. Are my you dad's a favorite. Yes, I'm a Buckeye. I grew up in uh, Worthington, yeah. so <laughs> grew up around. And I'm sure you're probably a Michigan fan, being up there near the border, right? I, I went to school at Michigan, so I'm a Wolverine. Oh, okay. Don't don't hold it against me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't go to school up there. I moved here when I was when I was almost 13, so I've been down here for a while. So I'm kind of a don't really not really in the college football. I'm a huge uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. So okay, yeah, yeah. So um, we'll go ahead and start. And what I'm going to do the first couple questions. Um, one of the questions is talks about. Uh, the film Intertwining with the Lies and the Stories of 12 People Together. Can you tell us about the movie? And then the following question is um, talking about your character in particular. So uh, if you can, with the one question, if we can talk about the movie in general, what it's about, and then the next question following that will be about your character in specific. Okay. So right. if you're ready, we'll go, we'll go ahead and get started. Yeah, man, let's do it. All right. Joining me today on the phone is actor Liam Matthews from the new film, Do You Believe? Liam, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Well, I recently got a chance to see your new film, Do You Believe? And like the film before, God's Not Dead, I absolutely loved it. It was a great movie and uh, even better than its predecessor, in my opinion. Oh, thank you. Well, the film, uh, Like God's Not Dead, intertwines the lives and stories of 12 people together. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the film for those who, who may not know about it yet? Sure. Um, you know, it's a film that speaks to the redemptive value of the cross and uh, God's grace and how we can experience it. And I think that the 12 different lives that uh, intertwine in this film, um, as the story unfolds, you see how God's grace is is experienced by each one of them uh, in different ways. Uh, that's it in a nutshell. Well, you're, I'm, I'm actually particularly excited to talk to you because your character in the film, uh, his name is Bobby, and he's a firefighter. And uh, he's a character who is literally being per- persecuted for sharing Jesus with a dying man. And, um, you know, this is something I can easily see happening in today's society. Uh, sure. With God's Not Dead, uh, there was a scene, for those who have seen that movie, there's a scene at the end of the movie where they're witnessing the Kevin Sorbo's character, who is an atheist in the film. And uh, in this movie, you're witnessing to a dying man that uh, pretty much you've done all you can. You, you've done all you can for this, for this man as a paramedic and as a Christian sure. that comes out uh, in your character. So tell us a little bit about your character in the film. Sure. Uh, Bobby comes onto this scene and, and uh, this, this man is being crushed. And, and after he's done everything that he can, medically speaking, for, uh, for the guy, um, he knows that, that his end is near. Uh, there's just not a whole lot more that he can do. And so uh, he decides to, to witness uh, to the man before he passes. And uh, in doing so, um, his wife finds out that he did this and, and she's under the impression that he neglected his medical uh, obligation uh, to the patient. And, and uh, she's also, she's also uh, railing against Christians in general. So she, uh, uh, she threatens to sue uh, the department and me if I don't apologize. And, and my character, Bobby, well, he, he uh, he's a man of conviction and principle and he knows that if he apologizes, that this is going to make an example for all uh, people who work in the the uh, 
either an EMT or a firefighter or a first responder. He's going to set an example. And so he feels that he really can't because, you know, what about the next guy? What about the next young lady that, that he uh, uh, is called upon to save and uh, physically? And, and, you know, what about, what about their hearts? And so Bobby, Bobby is forced to um, face losing his job uh, and, you know, potentially breaking up his home uh, and, and losing his financial, uh, means to support his family if he doesn't apologize. Uh, and, uh, and he, he just can't do it. And so his story is about that journey, uh, and where it goes and what happens in the end. Um, it's not perfect, but, but there's grace in there for Bobby in a way that, that he never would have expected. Right. And, uh, not to ruin the end of the movie, uh, your character, your character does a, your character does something extraordinary at the end of the film, and I think that once uh, moviegoers see this movie on March twentieth, um, they're going to be like, wow, because uh, it, the film really does end on a high note, and all of the characters' stories culminate together in the end to yeah. show what you said, you know, it's God's grace, and it's just, it's, it's a very believable story. It's like I said, your character can easily be somebody in real life. I mean, I don't know if you follow the news, but there's, you know, the, the Walmart greeter who was fired for uh, saying, God bless you to people walking out of the store. I mean, uh, as Chris, as Christians, we're being persecuted for even, even trying to be nice to people. And it's just, it's just sad. And, you know, it's it just means all the more that we need to be more vigilant and witness the people for Jesus because you know that's those are the signs of the times around us. So yeah. I'm really glad that they incorporated the Bobby character because I can easily see him relating to a lot of Christians in real life and the problems they may face, uh, you know, in sharing their faith. Yeah, that's that's my hope and prayer is that people will be able to identify <clears throat> with 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 Bobby uh, and his and his fight and. Um, I think that was the big challenge as an actor was, you know, um, how do we take this story and this character and this, uh, and this particular thread of the story and, and make it believable. And, uh, you know, kudos to the producers and to John Gunn, the director, um, and of course the writers uh, of, of the script um, for, for bringing the story forward. So I was, I was honored to be part of it. Well, yeah, and even knowing that your character, you know, is is facing civil charges, uh, you make a statement in the movie that, you know, I've heard in real life, um, I've heard pastors say this, if you were put on trial for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence against you to convict you? Um, no. Has this ever happened to you? And, and kind of give the story behind this question, um, I've interviewed and got to know a lot of actors who work in Hollywood, and they've told me that Hollywood is very, um, very much against Christianity. Uh, the faith-based films have been stronger over the years, but uh, Christianity and Hollywood don't seem to mix very well. Um, has this ever happened to you being a Christian in Hollywood, like uh, losing out on a part in a movie or project because of your faith? Um, you know, I can't say that I've experienced uh, any um, that kind of animosity. I mean, it, it's there for sure, uh, but but I haven't, you know, taken it on the chin, uh, at least directly, that I know about. Um, I mean, my career as an artist, I, you know, I'd like to think that I've made decisions based on, on the projects that I choose to be a part of and the content. 
but then again, that's tough too. So, I mean, um, I'm in the, the Batman Superman film coming out and I, I, yeah, wasn't, allowed to see, I wasn't even allowed to see the script. Uh, I have an improv scene with Amy Adams and I have no idea what's in the rest of the film. So as an actor, you really don't have a whole lot of, um, a, a whole lot of say uh, sometimes. So you're, you're kind of flying blind and I think that's where you have to go on faith. You have to uh, trust that God's going to take care of you and God's going to use you uh, wherever you are, whether it's on set, whether it's at the you know the craft services table, or or at dinner with the people that you don't know. Exactly, and I and I saw that you were uh, part of the upcoming Batman Superman movie, and I know that um, is, is it Zack Snyder who is uh, directing that film? Yes. Yeah, I know that I know that he's kept a lot of that movie secretive, um, <laughs> except yeah. for maybe the big name actors like Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill who, who play Superman and Batman, but. Right, you know, I, I, I think as an actor, I've, I've heard that before, where there's been you, somebody that's part of such a big movie that they, they don't give you all the details. They give everybody uh, one, one bit of information and not all of it at once. And then when it comes together, you're like, wow! So this is the big picture <laughs> they were talking about. <laughs> it was terrifying. Let me tell you, <laughs> showing up at the studio and uh, not knowing exactly what the scene was. I mean, you know, typically you have you have plenty of time between. Um, between when you're cast and when you're going to shoot, that you, they'll send you a script, you have an idea who you'll be working with. Uh, I didn't know I was working with Amy Adams until five minutes before I met Amy Adams. But she's a she's a good person to 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 start that with. I've I've heard a lot uh, of great things about her. That she's a she's a phenomenal actress, and um, I've seen a lot of her. I know that she comes across as the type of actress that would be easy to work with in those kind of circumstances. Is that is that true about Amy? Oh, that was without a doubt, man. She was a gem. Um, you know, there was a. I got thrown into it. Now, obviously, she's been shooting for several days, um, or several weeks even, and uh, she was really gracious and and uh, and nice and you know, yeah. It, it She was she was a sweetheart for sure. Well, that's cool. Well, in the new film, speaking of actors and actresses, um, you're surrounded by some top talent in this film. You've got Sean Astin, who of course in Goonies and Lord of the Rings movies. Yep. Um, Sybil Shepherd, who was in Moonlighting back in the '80s, Lee Majors uh, of the Six Million Dollar Man, and right. uh, of course, uh, Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino of Mighty Aphrodite. Um, and then you've got a lot of the Christian actresses that have been playing, like uh, Andrea Logan White, um, who sure. you, play, you actually played with, uh, played the movie Jerusalem Countdown with her husband uh, David A.R. Right? David, Mark, correct. Yep. Correct. Yeah, so what was it like working with these actors? I mean, this is kind of like an A-list of actors from, like, the 80s and 90s. I mean, what was it like working with this group of people? Um, I mean, on a, on a, on a day-to-day working um, note, it was fantastic. I mean, they were professional, and they came in, and they were prepared. And, um, and we did our work. And it was, it was really, you know, it did my heart good as a Christian to see um, – you know, because a lot of people ask me, well, well, you know, are they a Christian? And, you know, that, that's not really an answer, a question I can answer. Um, but what I can say is that, that, you know, each one from what I saw and witnessed was, was working through a, a, a point in their life where, where faith was important. And, um, and it's different for all of us. I mean, for Sybil Shepherd, it's a relatively new again thing. Um, she was the it woman in Los Angeles for so many years and, and uh, you know, by her own admission, she walked away from her faith, and and it's a it's a it's a homecoming for her in a, in a sense. And 
and to to see her and to and to listen to her talk about about her faith and her life and her walk um you know it was refreshing uh from so that's it from a like a work standpoint but from a a personal point of view i mean Ted McKinley. I mean, what's not to love about the guy? I mean, he's he was fantastic, and and Lee Majors was my hero as the six million dollar man, and as uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, all those shows growing up uh, as a kid. So uh, it was it was really a treat for me um, to to work with the cast that that uh, that was in this picture. It was great. And there's characters that are. Memorable. You got Delroy Lenz who plays the man who who's carrying the cross around, kind of facing the 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 crime that's happening in the city. And um, he was one that I was most surprised to see in the movie. I really I really loved his part. He really challenged Ted McGinley's character as a pastor to um, to not just not just preach, but kind of take the gospel in action. And Ted McGinley, yeah. I love Ted McGinley too. I loved. Uh, that was hilarious in the major league back to the minors movie back in the <laughs> the late nineties. So Yeah, right. Um but I and think the love I think, boat and happy days and all those other ones. Yeah, and then you got Brian Bosworth who was known as like the bad boy in the NFL back in the eighties uh-huh. and nineties. But the and one he killed it I, in this film. He was great. Yeah, and you would never thought that he was that bad boy back in the no. back in the day playing football, but you know, his right. character was I love this character in the film, and I think the one character that resonated with me the most, uh, besides besides your character, was the little girl in the movie. I mean, she uh, really had these she was feeling moments in the movie where she just just her lines. Whoever wrote her lines really made her. She may have been the youngest actress on the movie, but her her one liners, the things that she says, really stirred my heart. And I know that when people see it they're going to feel the same way about this character. And she's just a, a sweet character in the movie. And I think, uh, I'm sure you probably enjoyed working with somebody, you know, that young who was able to, you know, to, to carry out those kind of lines and stuff. Oh man, she was, she was priceless and, you know, a new actress and just, um, I mean, she killed it and you're right. I mean, the, the, the writing, uh, but even, even John Gunn, the director, you know, I think, I think some of that was was uh, off the cuff too, and and she was just she was just there and in the moment and uh, steals a lot of the scenes from some really talented people. So yeah, I mean, it was it was great. It was great to to watch her on screen, and I'm looking forward to seeing her again and congratulate her when we see each other at the premiere here next week. Yeah, well, the the only other the other actress that I was going to mention uh, from the film that I actually did not recognize because I hadn't seen her in so long. I hadn't seen her since she was a child actor was Madison Pettis, and she was in the the game plan with The Rock. And when I saw her character, I didn't realize that that was her until yeah. until the credits were rolling. I'm like, wow, that's the same girl that was that was uh, was in the movie with The Rock. So it was. It's very cool just overall just seeing a lot of these actors that I grew up with. I remember seeing a lot of these actors and actresses in movies and TVs growing up in the 80s and 90s. So it was really cool to see all these characters come together uh, in such a great movie. And um, for those listening in, uh, Do You Believe comes out March 20th. Uh, It's going to be in theaters across the the country. And you can actually find out more information on doyoubelieve.com and check out fandango.com because there's probably going to be uh, showings where the movie's going to be showing and the times and stuff, and you can get your tickets ahead of time. 
Um, and, and in closing, uh, Liam, I'm really excited to see what moviegoers think of this new film. And you talked to me when we before we started the interview that uh, you're hoping for a good response for it. Um, so what exactly are you wanting people to take away from Do You Believe After Seeing It? You know, I, I think um, more than anything, uh, I, I want people to walk away uh, with hope that there's grace uh, and there's forgiveness and um, there's there's redemption in the cross and in Jesus Christ. And uh, for Christians, uh, it may be that some of us need to be reminded because uh, oftentimes we forget when it, when we have our our, uh, our heads in a book or a computer or whatever, or just working day in and day out. Uh, and then for those people who who don't know Christ, um, I'm hoping that you know the storylines that are presented uh, are presented in such a way that they'll be able to identify with one of them. Um, and and in that uh, experience, Christ. Well, that's awesome. Well. Liam, thanks again so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us about the new movie. Well, thanks for having me, Jay. It was it was nice chatting with you. Yeah, no problem. Glad to have you today. Well, on behalf of Liam, this is Jay Heilman reminding you to put Christ first in your lives and everything else will fall into place. God bless you. All right, that's where we'll end the call. And um, thanks thanks again for joining us. I, I We actually sent interview requests in to quite a few, and since we got the my rule is is that we we normally don't cover a movie until I've got a chance to see it, so I know that it's yeah. you know kosher and everything. And yeah. since we got the movie so late, once I saw it, I sent interview requests out, and uh, I think they sent them to a lot of people on the cast and crew. And um, Howie was the only one that contacted me, so I'm really glad that I got a chance to talk to you because, like I said, I, I love the character in the movie, and I think he's he can be most relatable to people in real life. Oh, um, you know, I mean, that's that's what I hope. And we were talking about, you know, like the Christian audience, and I didn't mean to come down on it. Um, it's just when I talk to somebody like yourself, I can tell that, you know, you you get it. And I and I don't. I'm all about, you know, making movies for our Christian audience. But at the same time, it's like if we're doing this, we should be we should be trying to reach people uh, right. for Christ. And and uh, so more than this being a film for Christians, I hope it's also a film for people who don't know Christ or who are just on the out, outskirts or on the edges and, you know, maybe maybe looking to get back to their faith. Uh, that's my hope and my prayer. Exactly. And that's and when I first saw it, you know, whenever I whenever I watch a faith-based movie, um, I, I always worry about how mainstream audiences or mainstream critics, for that matter, are going to respond yeah. to it. Because I notice, if you notice a lot of the, the Christian movies that have come out over the years, they're very yeah. good movies. They're very good put together. I mean, they're a lot better than they were, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But I think mainstream critics bash it just because I really think they bash it because they don't understand Christianity. They don't think they don't really understand why we do what we do as Christians. And right. they, they just think that we're just trying to push religion down their throats and stuff. And I've made it a point in my reviews to, um, to write, you know, about the positive impact that something like this could have, on somebody yeah. who maybe who maybe doesn't doesn't believe. So I'm really hoping and praying that uh, that this movie has an impact, and I, I really hope that people actually go and see it, and not just not just write a review online because they saw a trailer and said, "Oh, this is good. Right. this is religion," stuff like that. Yeah. I really hope they take the time to see it, and that's that's what I'm going to point out in the review that I'm about to write is that I want 
I want people to see it. I, I want people to see why we do what we do as Christians because we serve a God that is so much bigger than than anything that we could that, that we could come up against. So, you know, that's, that's my goal. You uh, you asked me about have I ever have I experienced much uh, flack from from non Christians in Hollywood and and um, you know since we're not talking on the air I think sometimes I want to I want to pull my hair out because I think the you know oftentimes we get a lot of flack from the church um, mm. people can't people can't agree on the content of the film exactly or the message of the film and. And, uh, you know, for me, it's all about, look, at the end of the day, can we all say we love Jesus and, and be good with that? <laughs> exactly. Know, and and, and that he loves us. That's a denominational issue. I mean, personally, I'm a Baptist. I go to a Baptist church. But, you know, I'm friends with people in Pentecostal churches, Methodist churches. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, we may have disagreements, you know, scripturally on, you know, aspects of, of scripture and denomination. But, I mean, you hit it on the head. Uh, do you love Christ at the end of the day? Have you accepted him as your savior? Are you trying to tell people about him? Because that's, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. We need to tell people about Jesus, not about yeah. what church we go to, what denomination we belong to. We need to really tell people why they need Jesus and why and why that's important. And I think that with the church as a whole, that's kind of what we miss. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just, it's sad. I mean, there's, if you look at, if you look at like the bantering back and forth in line between Christians, there's more division in Christianity than there is than yeah. you know people who don't believe, and they're pro- that's probably one big reason why <laughs> why they they yeah. react they do to the church because there's so much division and fighting within the church about who's right and who's wrong that these unbelievers are probably like, why am I going to be a part of this? I mean, they can't even agree amongst themselves who's right and who's wrong. So why do I want to come be a part of that? Well, you know, those those critics out there, I mean, let's hope and pray that, that this film makes a difference because, you you know, you also mentioned about the critics who aren't Christians or who have a problem with Christianity. And I'm, I'm like, the great thing about this film is John Gunn has raised the level of, of craftsmanship to a point where they're really going to have a hard time. The only thing they're really going to have a hard time with or um, the only thing they're really going to be able to pick at the film about is the content. Um, mm-hmm. And but even the writing is is so solid. I mean, there's the I'm gonna get bashed, I'm sure, for a few of my lines because I have kind of the I have the Christianese lines. The you know was if if there's enough evidence to convict you, those kind of things. Right. Um, so in retrospect, well, it should be interesting if I if I cease to work in Hollywood anymore. <laughs> well, so. yeah, I I don't know if you know. Do you know Michael Joyner played in the Grace Card? Yeah. Yeah, Michael and Michael and I became good friends over the years since since uh, him and him and Michael Higginbottom both since they did the Grace Card and Michael yeah. is probably I, I don't know if you're friends with him on Facebook or not but he's one of the most outspoken people I've ever met I mean he's he works in Hollywood but he really doesn't care what people think about his Christian faith and if he thinks something's wrong he's the first one to say hey this is wrong this isn't right kind of thing so wow. I'm thankful for people like that who live their faith out honestly in Hollywood because he's told me, he's like, you know, because that's why I asked you that question. Have you ever been, uh, you know, have you ever been, you know, given flack and stuff or missed a part in a movie or something, a project because of your Christian faith? And that's why I asked because I asked him that same question and he, and he told me, yeah, he's like, I don't, I can't tell you how many times um, people know that I'm outspoken and, don't want to cast me for that reason. 
but he oh. says that's who I am. Uh, that's who I'm going to be. I'm not going to change. And if they don't like it, that's that's their problem. Yeah. So that's that's why I asked that question because I like to ask people who you know people who are Christians who who work in film. Oh, man, you know, is this, it's, is this it's, something? Is this something you deal with? Because I deal with it. I deal with it with with family and friends and stuff who aren't Christians who look at what I do with Christian music review with movies and music and stuff and like, you know, how can you believe this kind of nonsense? I'm like, well, how can you not believe, you know? Yeah. It doesn't make any you know, sense it's, to me. It's funny. We're such a kaleidoscope of personalities in the Christian world and the arts as well. Um, you know, I think for me, you know, it's not that I don't like. I'll stand up if I if I think if I feel like something's wrong, I'll I'll say it. Um, but if I'm working on a say I'm working on a a film that's not a Christian film, I mean, there's you know, I've had a chance to read the script and usually except for Batman versus Superman, and um, <laughs> you know, you kind of you kind of know what you're getting into, and and as such, you know that there's going to be non-Christians on set. I mean, there was non-Christians on set. On, do you believe? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, and occasionally someone would drop the F-bomb or something like that, you know. Um, I don't know. You know, for me, it was, that stuff doesn't bother me as much. Now, if there was kids or women around her, you know, I might I might have a problem with it. But uh, it doesn't. it's not like it doesn't bother me, but it doesn't, how do I say it? It, it I mean, I'm used to it. I'm used to hearing yeah, stuff I mean, like that. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't detract me from the heart of the person, you know. It doesn't uh, It doesn't mean that I can't have a meaningful conversation with this person over lunch sometime. Right. So, and I, so and I, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I have a problem with people, uh, you know, use Lord's name in vain. That's where I kind of step up and say, hey, you yeah, know. That's a big one for me, watch, too. Watch, watch your mouth, man. You can – the guy's last name's not Dan, so – and he has right. nothing to do with the issue you're having. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I've 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 dealt with that too. I've been I work in an environment where I hear I hear cussing all the time and you know, I'm used to it. I didn't get saved until I was twenty two. So I mean I've lived in the world for a long time. So I understand that a lot of these people who are saying stuff, uh probably they say it so much that half the time they probably don't even realize just yeah. how much they're saying it. And yeah. I certainly didn't until I got saved. I didn't realize just how much I cussed until I got saved and kind of changed the way I talk, but then I went back and looked at a videotape that somebody recorded me when I was a teenager, and it's like every other word out of my mouth was the F word. I'm like, wow, I can't, I can't believe I talk like that. And a lot of people, still, a lot of people that I went to school with, still, still have a hard time believing that I'm a Christian. They're like, yeah, I, I remember that 15 year old Jay. There's no way that he could be this uh, this holy ruler oh. Christian guy now. Dude, so. I have this, I have the same problem. I was into, I was into drugs and joined the Marine Corps and got in tons of trouble and like I was the last person that people would ever thought to be uh, a Christian yeah. let alone making Christian films so you and me both man and people yeah. I, I, I always tell people I'm like you know what if God can reach down and save somebody that was as bad as I was um, then he can work through and save anybody and yeah. I, I allow that to be a, a testimony to people I talk to and uh, there's some people who still don't believe. They still don't believe that I'm a Christian. They think that it's just a it's just a, a game, and and just I'm just spreading propaganda and stuff like that. But I'm like, you know what? It's uh, I, yeah. I wish you knew Jesus and God like I did, and you would understand what I'm what I'm trying to tell you. So oh, that's well, cool, hey, I, you're um, the number that you sent me. Is that your cell phone? That's my cell phone. Yeah. 
Yeah. Call me anytime. I mean, if you have any other questions or or I can be of any help, I mean, or you need me to yeah, restate something, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, I was gonna say if you um, I I sent you a text from the phone from my cell phone. Yeah. So, man, if you ever have a project that's coming up, or if you need prayer or anything, um, man, just just send it over to me. I I don't like to consider us as you know we are a review site. We review stuff. I don't like to consider myself as a critic. I like to you know look at myself as an extension to music ministries and film ministries to you know to help get the word about about movies that honor and uplift God. So yeah. that's that's my goal. So and if you well, ever we got two coming up, man. We got two big ones coming up. We have uh, Jesus Take the Wheel, um, uh, which is a story that, that I concepted about four years ago. I went to a, a NASCAR race, and I had never been to a NASCAR race before. And uh, I was just taken aback when they did the invocation. Have you ever been to a NASCAR race? I have never. I live I live an hour and twenty minutes from Daytona, so I've. It's, okay. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame that I never did one. Well, no, I I just I didn't grow up with it, so I never. My my wife, uh, my wife actually, her dad uh, grew up in it, and he was actually a. They would be invited to the inner circle kind of thing, you know. She she got the royal treatment when she went, but anyway, they they drug me to a race, and and um, they did this invocation where you know the whole stadium. I mean, we're talking like, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people were there, you know, half of them drunk. Uh, they all mm-hmm. took their hats off and prayed, and I was just like, "Wow, you know, this is this is the audience we need to try to reach." And that's and the so, one thing about NASCAR I have known is that they pray before every race. Yeah, and, and so, they may be up to custom like sailors and getting drunk, but they're praising uh, God before the race. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, there was a certain amount of humility to it that that um, was was in stark contrast to, I don't know. Um, maybe some of my experiences with the Christian elite. And um, so I concepted the story with a, with my business partner, Harold Kronk, who he directed God's Not Dead. And um, and so we put together this story, uh, Jesus Take the Wheel, and it, it kind of revolves around that, that audience. And so that's a big one that we're going to be shooting at this summer. Uh, and then um, God's Not Dead 2, uh, they're, they're putting together as well. So... Oh, okay. we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured they'd be doing a sequel to that. I know that this, yeah. I know that Do You Believe is kind of, is not a sequel, but it, it the storyline goes along the same lines and principles of what you know they're doing with God's Not Dead. Yeah, yeah. So I, I also I was looking. I don't know if, how much you keep up with the Internet Movie Database, but I was looking and I saw that you, you know, that's how I knew that you're doing the Superman movie, but. Um, I also see Isra eighty eight on here. It looks yeah. like kind of like a, a sci fi movie. Is that is that something you're totally. finished doing or? Yeah, uh, finished shooting it uh, at the same time. It's crazy because I was shooting Do You Believe and Isra eighty eight at the same time. So um, that was that was nothing I wanted to do again because it. I mean, it's just because I had to do a lot of traveling in between on my days off, and uh, I was just getting schedules and everything else. It was crazy, but. That being said, it was uh, it's going to be an interesting film. Uh, Tom Zellin, who who uh, wrote it and directed it, is is a phenomenal talent, and um, you know there's some great actors in that one as well. Uh, I see Casper uh, Van Dien's in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and um, Sean Mayer, and uh, it's good, you know. And so I go from I go from being on the set of Do You Believe, you know, a Christian movie, to 
you know, Sean Maris, you know, really <laughs> outspoken homosexual, and Casper Van Dien is, is you know, uh, God's gift to women, um, mm-hmm. and was, you know, Tarzan and everything else. I mean, it was, it was yeah. a really, it was a real interesting contrast uh, to be a part of those, yeah. Um, but, but fun, and and you see God working in the details of all of them, you know. So, well, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I'm look, looking for. I'm looking forward to the Batman movie. I've. Uh, I wasn't sure if that was going to fly. Then because I know that a couple of years ago they were talking about putting Batman Superman together, but I'm like, you know, I, how is that going to work? <laughs> I mean, both I of them. No both of them are good guys, but you got you got the verses there in the middle. I'm like, okay, well, if there's a verses, then is is there a battle between Batman and, and Superman? I'm trying to still oh, trying to figure man. that out, but you probably know more about it than I do because I couldn't find out anything. I, I no couldn't. Idea. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see anything on it. All I know is uh, I was hoping Christian Bale would come back and play Batman in the movie, but um, yeah. uh, they ended up going to uh, to Ben Affleck. So. Well, geez, I didn't tell you what they did to me. So they told me you were a, you were I, a cop, right? It, the, I, I was a cop. IMDb yeah, says you were a capital cop or something on there. Cap, yeah, I played the capital cop, and um, I was cast as that, but they didn't tell me anything. Actually, they didn't even cast me as capital cop. They cast they cast me as a police officer, uh, and they wouldn't tell me my role, and they wouldn't tell me anything. And the only thing they did say was that you're going to be in a Batman sequence. Oh. I'm like, okay, so, you know, two weeks out, still no scripts, call my agent, nothing. You know, three days, nothing. I'm I'm starting to panic, so I show up on set, have no idea what I'm supposed to do, where I'm going, what I'm supposed to have memorized, <laughs> or anything. And uh, they picked me up from my trailer and whisked me off the set, and the set was like a mile and a half away. And I get there, and there's 300 extras on one side of the fence and 300 extras on the other side of the fence, and squad cars and ambulances and, you know, three football fields of green screen turned up in the shape of a U. I mean, it was, oh, wow. it was crazy. And then Zach comes up, introduces himself, and he's like, well, I want you and Amy to improv this thing. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I was scared to improv. Death. And the cool <laughs> thing about Amy is, is Zach Snyder's walking away, and, and Amy goes, oh, I hate improv. He's been doing this this entire film. And that just put me at so much ease. I mean, you know, because I didn't, I didn't know what I was walking into and all. So that you weren't the only one doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was going to be the cameras on me and 600 people. You know, it was it was uh, a little intimidating. Um, and then to have to have a, an Academy Award actress say, you know, she hates improv just as much as I do. Well, that uh, that gave me some some peace. So, um, you know, and even in that, God works it out. You know. It's crazy. That's cool. Now you said that Batman yeah. sequence. Did you actually get to see Ben Affleck in the scene, or was it just no? Where, that's where they're going to put the him part. in the they, scene. They said it was a Batman sequence, but I got there, and that's the part I didn't tell you. It was a Superman sequence. They totally like threw oh. a they threw a wrench at me, so I just didn't know what was going on. It was totally intentional too. Um, you know, I mean, I know, keep you on your film, I know how film <laughs> sets work. I know how all that stuff happens. And, like they purposely told me it was one thing and it totally turned out to be something different. So I don't know. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. So, did, so besides Amy, did you get a chance to meet like, did you get a chance to meet Henry when he was on set or did you even see him? No, he, he was, he was pretty unapproachable. I mean, he was, he was, um, we were never within, I think, you know, we, we shared the, the screen a couple of times, but it was really, I mean, 
you know, he was, he was, uh, one, he wasn't talking to people and, you know, he was probably 50 yards away from me most of the time. So, yeah, I remember seeing him, uh, in the Count of Monte Cristo with Jim Caviezel. Um, he's one of my favorite, actually. I love Jim Caviezel and, uh, he played, he played the kid in the movie. And when he came back and did Superman, I'm like, wow, that's the same dude. He's like, he's like all buff and ripped. (laughs) Couldn't even believe it was the same guy. You should see the Superman suit. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm like, really? Like, I have to, I have to, you know, I have to share the screen with that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, I, I actually, uh, I was actually on the set of Courageous back in 2010. Um, Oh, with the Kendrick brothers. How was that? Yeah. I was. It was a lot of fun. We had we had actually promoted Facing a Giants and Fireproof, um, and okay. a lot of stuff with Kirk Cameron and Alex Kendrick, and um, we were the only music-related media site invited to the set, and we actually got to um, take part in three scenes of the movie as an extra. And I actually, I'm actually in the the five K scene at the end of the movie. You see me for like three seconds. So I always joke with people. I said I've I've had my three seconds of fame and I was totally excited to see myself <laughs> on a movie screen. Cause I've, I've been on the news, I've been in the newspaper um, and to be actually any movie up on a movie screen. I mean, that was, that was kind of a thrill of a lot. Even though it was only like, you can only see me for like three seconds. Yeah. Um, people, my mom was joking me that I was my movie star son, you know, are you able to do this for me with, with your busy schedule? <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome. I, I have a lot more respect for, for actors and directors and stuff because a lot of people see the movie from the behind the scenes uh, thing, like on the Blu-rays. Yeah. So they don't really know how much goes into it. When we got there, um, we asked uh, Jim McBride, uh, who was one of the executive producers. I'm like, so can you tell us what to expect while we're on set? And he says, well, I was in the military and I'm going to use a military term. It's a lot of hurry up and waiting. Yeah, and I didn't quite understand that at first until we got to the first set, and uh, we were in the set with probably forty extras in a funeral scene, and there was um, Alex Kendrick, Ken Bevel, and all of them were sitting up in the front row, and for that minute and a half scene in the film, we were probably in there for two and a half hours. Easy. So yeah. it was, yeah. We I, I don't know how many takes they did for that one, but the the take that I was in the five K scene. That was an all-day thing. We were there from probably 11 in the morning until, I would say, 6 in the evening. But I'm thankful for whoever scouted the location because it was on a street where there were oak trees that were kind of branches were reaching over and kind of uh, making a canopy, a natural canopy down the road. So even though it was like 90 degrees outside, we were at least in the shade doing all this running. (laughs) Yeah. But it, it was a lot of fun. We did like 20 takes on that with, from three different angles and stuff. We we ran the race with uh, the Duggars from 19 Kids and Counting, and oh yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. And when when I got home, like it was a fun experience. But I, I have a lot higher respect for people who do films because I didn't realize just how much went. I mean, that was a 15 second scene that yeah. took six hours of filming. I'm like, yeah, I I can't say anything about movies. Um, because it's a lot harder than it looks until you're actually there seeing it in person. It's, yeah. it's a, it's, but it was an experience. I loved it and something to mark off my bucket list. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely a process. Well, you know, I mean, where are you now? You're in Nashville? I'm in Tampa. No, you're in Florida. You're in Florida. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, northeast of Tampa. Okay. I don't know why I thought Nashville, but uh, I know that's we're... Where, that's where most Christian we're, stuff, but yeah. 
What's that? I said that's where most of the Christian music and everything's at is in Nashville. Yeah. Well, I know that, um, you know, of course, music is, is a huge element of these films. I know that we'll be shooting in Alabama this summer, so um, maybe you can come join us up at set in Alabama at some point. Yeah. Um, if yeah, if you're willing to make the drive. Yeah, that's so, for God's Not... Is that for God's Not Dead 2, or is that for the other film you're talking about? Both both uh, Jesus Take the Wheel and and, uh, and God's Not Dead 2, so... Yeah, man, if you can um, put a word for us, I'd, I'd yeah. love to come up there and right. check it out. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Well, so are you guys are you guys going to be at Talladega doing the, the scenes or something, or...? Well, it, it the um that was you know here's another aspect of filmmaking. It's like okay, so how do we make this cheap? So uh, we start out on dirt track. Um, oh, okay. Dirt, dirt track. We don't have to necessarily go through NASCAR. Uh, th- those kind of fees are just you know extraordinary. Plus, you got to get the okay through NASCAR and everything else. And then uh, he finishes uh, at a race. Um, but at least as of right now, and based on the funding that we have, uh, we're not sure if he's going to actually race in a NASCAR race uh, at the end uh, or not. But we're work- we're working through that right now. So, what part of Alabama are you guys going to be filming in? Uh, that I don't know. I just know that the producers have settled in Alabama. So okay. as soon as I as soon as I know something, I'll be happy to let you know, though. Yeah, and I see you followed us on Twitter today. We're CMR yeah. 2004. So yeah, yeah once we're going to post this uh, the interview portion. Um, awesome. I'm looking cool. to do that next Monday, so I'll I'll uh, shoot that over to you so you can share that. And yeah, man. And I really I I, I really appreciate it, and it's cool being able to talk to me who has a lot of insight in movies because I you know I love movies and it's always it's always cool to see uh, the actor's perspective, and that's what I like about Michael Joyner. He shares with me a lot of the stuff that you know he's done on set and stuff, and yeah, it's just cool to be able to be a part of the ministries of a lot of these people. So, yeah. Well, well Liam, I appreciate for, it, man. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it as well. It yeah, and just uh, need anything, just uh, let me know. All right, man. I look forward to to uh, to hearing the. Um, Whatever. What do you call it? Interview, I guess. Yeah. So, all right. Well, like well, thanks again, man. Let me know, and I'll I'll keep you up to date on uh, on um, Jesus Take the Wheel and God's Not Dead too. So awesome. Sounds good. All well, right, thanks brother. so much, man. It's good okay. talking to you. All right. All right. See ya. Bye bye.
on your own? Yes. You don't have a choice, one or the other. Thank <laughs> you. 
offend you again. You want to go back to the doctor? Do you? Yes or no? No. Then you have to take your medicine. If you don't take this, you're going to have to go back to the doctor. So, so
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.